dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond the million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. The next 30 minutes of blunt business is brought to you by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can learn more about the event and you'll learn about it here on the program by going to usccexpo.com. We hope you get your tickets and join us August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the USCC Expo. Again, usccexpo.com to register. This week on Blunt Business, we're going to talk to the president of a brand spanking new company, Shiny Brand New. For the many people choosing a more organic, holistic approach to their health, beauty, and overall wellness, CBD has become the answer. Canovia's mission is to educate consumers on the natural benefits of CBD and deliver these benefits through development of appealing, effective, and easy-to-use products that fit all lifestyles. Here to tell us about it is the... CEO of that new company, Canovia, Brian Baum. Brian, thanks for joining us. Oh, sure. Thank you, Jorge. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So let's talk about the official launch into the CBD industry. In a recent uh, press release involving the launch, it said this, quoted, dedicated to consistency, purity, and quality in all their CBD-infused products, Canovia is developing and offering a family of brands they hope consumers will trust and love. Talk to me, Brian, about where you want Canovia to become and what kind of niche you're looking to virtually carve out. Sure. Um, you know, our, our belief is that for all of the attention that CBD has been getting, you know, in the recent with the Farm Bill last uh, end of last year and uh, media attention and coverage, that CBD still is really very much a niche product that very few people. Uh, have a deep understanding of what it is, what it can do, uh, how to identify a quality product. And so in launching Canovia, what we want to do is um, fill that role, if you will, of educating consumers, helping them understand what CBD is all about, um, how to identify a quality product, um, you know, what expectations they should have, um, so that they, they are an informed buyer when they make a purchase decision. Excellent. Now, with that said, you were quoted saying, quote, coming into this emerging market with a background in healthcare and business, I'm excited to optimize the commercial opportunities of CBD-infused items by providing consumers with quality, consistent CBD ingredients through a family of brands that fit all lifestyles. Talk about that background. <laughs> One of the things that was sure. quite interesting was the fact that, okay, those of you that see the Golden Globes, the Oscars, you're always talking about, oh, and the award goes to those little envelopes. That, what's that company that always re- controls those things and makes sure everything is secure? It's the accounting firm of Ernst & Young, which you did work for, and they handle the Golden Globes, the Oscars, the NBA draft lottery most recently. You also had your own company, Vita Tracker. Expand on some of the opportunities you would like to bring to the forefront and this uh, background of healthcare and business where you think Canovia will be able to identify itself in the space. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things, you know, there are many, many companies that are launching into this space right now. And, you know, and that um, uh, creates a challenge for consumers to understand, you know, one company, one product versus another. Um, I think 
you know, one of the benefits that uh, my background brings to this market is, you know, a level of um, professionalism and uh, brand development, uh, business development, um, and uh, consumer-focused uh, consumer education. And I think that, you know, those uh, skills are important in this industry as we move it from a niche type of business uh, for a small market into a mass market, you know, fully commercial, fully, uh, um, you know, addressing all of the consumer's uh, needs. And so I think that, you know, those skills uh, position us well as we move into this market. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I think is a challenge with CBD is that it has a tendency right now to be viewed as a, uh, you know, one size fits all, just uh, uh, squirt a tincture under your tongue and, you know, take care of every, every problem you may have. And what we're trying to do is, is look at specific uh, consumer needs and specific uh, market segments. So, you know, people don't buy a one-size-fits-all product. You know, they're, they're looking to address a problem. Uh, you know, it could be a health problem. Uh, um, and, and so they're, they're looking, um, they're searching in that category. They're not looking for a universal product. So in our various product families, you know, we're, we're trying to address that differentiation between skin care and, and um, uh, pain management. Uh, with with different products, and then also um, different market segments. Um, so, like our skincare line is is uh, Daisy Hemp Skincare. Um, we're uh, launching that with uh, the founder of the company, Tanya Watts, who's a uh, country music singer entertainer. She developed that product line, and to date has been uh, managing it herself. What we're doing is bringing our you know business development, market development skills to her. And, and commercializing that. So she's the face of the brand, uh, but will be producing the products. And then that addresses a, you know, a, a market segment. It's not you know, universal for everyone looking at skincare, but you know, her brand, her personalities will be very appealing to a large portion of the market. Fantastic. So we're going to come back with more questions, and I'll tell you some breaking news that's also coming across. As we're recording today, May 31st, for the show to be available for all of you to listen to after the fact, we're recording the same day of a FDA CBD hearing, which everybody in the cannabis industry is clamoring over when it comes to hemp and how it will be allowed to be inserted into food products. We're waiting to hear what's being said about that. We're going to talk about that in a few moments. And also, is CBD a risky investment? All those and more coming up with Brian Baum, CEO of Canovia here on Blunt Business. But... Again, I can only talk ad nauseum so much about what's going on with the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Let me give a little twist around of what's been going on with uh, the event. We have so much going on, so many great speakers that are coming on board. Great, uh, We're going to have some great sessions when it comes to cannabis in terms of investment, when it comes to accounting at 280E, when it comes to understanding the cannabinoid system. And now understanding, my goodness, wow, there's so much going on in terms of not just CBD. We have CBG, we have CBN, we have CBC, and so much more. So we're going to have those cultivators and experts that are going to let us understand that part of the, the mix so that we'll have a better idea of what's going on. It's really amazing what we see about that. And really, the question is, have you already 
register for the expo. There's going to be an amazing lineup of speakers, energy experts in the biz, lawyers in the front lines of legalization, legislators, elected officials, bars from local and national brick-and-mortar stores. Our goal with the USCC is to help the industry achieve sustainability and growth. Make sure your company has a presence. You don't want to miss this. Join us if you still want to be a speaker, sponsor, exhibitor, or if you want to attend and be a part of what's going on in Miami, Florida this August 3rd and 4th for the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Learn more at uscc.com, usccexpo.com, excuse me, usccexpo.com. More with Brian Baum in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with questions with Brian Baum, CEO of Canovia, here on Blunt Business. So we're working on the fly on this program today because, like I said, as of today, uh, there's a current CBD hearing which is being conducted by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, the FDA and commissioner spoke this morning. I'm still trying to work on stories that are being coming out right now you know to expect the mainstream media to help us out with this that's one thing but it's being done and some people from the space are actually speaking out about it uh one is bruce barcott is with uh, leafly mentioning that fd officials are asking follow-up questions about data on adverse reactions to cbd this isn't bias it's an indication that the fda's first duty is to protect public health they have little data to work with uh, Dr. Sue Sisley spoken on this as well, saying this is what she's talking about. Researchers still only have access to federally grown cannabis, which is the worst weed grown in America. And also others, speakers are concerned about the lack of regulatory guidance and relevant research to support such guidance were it to be given. It's unfortunate that decades of prohibition have made such supportive research impossible. So, you know, uh, the first break of this also may mention after the first initial part of the meeting today, that 
All sides of the issue from states, advocacy groups, manufacturers, and researchers all want uniform, consistent regulations that bring quality, traceability, and transparency to the CBD market, and they want it quickly. That's really the gist of what we're learning so far. Now, what are we talking about here? Let me give you a context on this for all of you to understand. There was a report that came out not too long ago by the Physicians and Therapeutics Community titled Regulatory and Legislative Disparities with Cannabis Present Challenges to P&T Communities and Healthcare Providers. This all stems from FDA Commissioner, the former Commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, releasing a statement upon signing the Farm Bill from 2018, stressing that the FDA's continued authority over drug approvals and interstate commerce of medications. He made it clear that CBD and marijuana have both been approved as drugs prior to their use as a food or dietary supplement, reiterated that CBD dietary supplements and food labels should not allow information on therapeutic benefit or disease claim unless these products have been approved by the FDA. In a recent blog post, you said this, the CBD industry is generally begging for regulation so that it can move forward in addressing consumer demand for innovative and cost-effective approaches to basic health issues. So with that said, uh, talk to me what you think about what's been happening so far to address that and just the initial response we're hearing from those that are attending that FDA meeting today. Sure. You know, I, th- I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, we're right now operating almost as a, a Wild West environment. And, you know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the burden falls to the consumer to uh, sort out, um, you know, what products might help them. And, uh, you know, this is just a very new and, and somewhat complicated area for them to step into. So I think, I mean, what I look at is what we need is intelligent regulation. We certainly don't need over-regulation to restrict it, but we do need um, some standards, some guidelines on labeling, some guidelines on making uh, claims. You know, without uh, clinical research, uh, you know, we can't make any absolute health claims, but we can help guide people into understanding the kinds of benefits that they might expect from this whole new category of CBD. You know, to, to give you one example of how um, how confusing this market is right now for consumers uh, is Amazon. You know, Amazon does not allow the sale of CBD at their at their site. But if you go to Amazon and you search for CBD, uh, you'll see hundreds of products that come up. And those are hemp oil products. And many of them are hemp seed oil that have absolutely no CBD in them. And, you know, they're claiming, you know, 30,000 milligrams of hemp oil per, you know, container. And, and so consumers are, are looking to them as a trusted source. They're searching for CBD and they're presented with products that are not CBD. So, you know, that I think really underscores the need for some standardization and some uh, labeling requirements uh, so that consumers can, you know, can navigate their way in this space. It's also amazing some of the things I'm reading about when it comes to, like I said, Dr. Sue Sisley, Scottsdale Research Institute. She's highlighting challenges faced when, it, when conducting FDA approved cannabis clinical trials in the U.S., mentioning that. Uh, NIDA News is the only source for the uh, source of cannabis for the study, but product cannot be sold for medical use. Phase three trials usually study a drug that will go to market. Hard to do if you can only study a product that future patients cannot access. And no FDA-approved purified plant-derived CBD to study in clinical trials and also trying to request access to Canadian cannabis. So 
access to it. Plus, the other part is is trying to identify the strength of CBD as being uh, administered. So, for instance, um, from the Sakati Corporation, Josh Epstein makes a point: the FDA should establish standards and definitions, aka THC free, full spectrum, broad spectrum, so that consumers know what they're getting. And then the question from the FDA is, can you submit a list of terms that would be useful to define? Uh, what is it with the FDA? I mean, after all this time, that announcement by Scott Getlieb was three, four months ago. Why are we still so far? Why is that connection not there right now? I'm so surprised. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I think, you know, one of the the um, uh, excuses, if you will, that they gave was, you know, the, uh, the government shutdown delayed some of the, you know, the hearing schedule. Uh, but but certainly at this point, I mean, we're, you know, last day of May, certainly at this point, given the, um, you know, just the almost explosive nature of this market segment that it's taken, you know, the law was signed December 18th, 20th last year, and we're now five months later and the first hearing is, is being held. Um, you know, when people are scrambling, I mean, you know, one of the trends driving this, I think, is consumers are increasingly looking for uh, natural, holistic uh, alternatives to help them manage health and wellness. Market that's looking for these kinds of solutions and uh, by not acting more quickly and with more urgency, you know, I think the FDA does a disservice to the, uh, you know, to both the industry and the consumers. Just for the initial response I'm seeing on Twitter, just for that, and I'm going to move on to some more about being somebody being a risky investment that you wrote about, it's the fact of the matter is that there are some great points being made across here through the industry advocates and for those that are representing the industry at this meeting. They're doing a fantastic job getting the word out here. So there was a lot of preparation well done. So I got to commend those that were able to get out there. And like I said, Dr. Sisley, we've had on the network, we've always liked to bring her back. I mean, really doing some yeoman's work when it comes to research. We want more of that. Uh, I know KGK Science was also represented there. They're going to be speaking at our USCC Expo coming up. So the right people are there, and they're representing the industry in in a great light. So I hope more of that happens. But now, talking about your blog post about is CBD a risky investment, you wrote... At Canovia, we believe the consumer demand makes it impossible to put the CBD genie back in the bottle. Unfortunately, there are a number of bad actors selling inferior, even unsafe CBD products at retail and online. Because of this, the FDA is under enormous pressure to define these regulations. When that happens, the market will explode. So talk to me about these testing and quality control issues. I mean, is it more that this is the FDA has been kind of in uh, infiltrating on this and, and really regulating from afar or has it been more to the states under the FDA uh, uh, oversight? Talk to me about that. Sure. Well, it, it's really a combination and maybe this is part of the challenge is it's, you know, there are two aspects of this. There's the, you know, the farming side, which is largely under, you know, the USDA. And then once the uh, you know, product is produced, or at least the extraction is completed, and you have CBD oil or isolate, now you move into the FDA domain. You know, but, but kind of going back to the farming side, um, hemp is you know, a very, very hardy crop, but it's complex to, to grow. I mean, it's a, it's a bioaccumulator, so it, it accumulates anything in the soil that's around it. And that can include heavy metals, it can include herbicides, pesticides, 
um, some very unhealthy things. So testing is very important in that environment to start with the soil, testing the soil, and then working through that entire growth supply chain, if you will, of testing the water that's going to irrigate it, monitoring the, uh, the plants as they grow, what are the organic nutrients that are being uh, fed to the plants, and then all the way up to extraction. So that's, you know, that's half of the equation is just getting to a quality um, biomass that can produce the, the oil and isolate. Then the other side, okay, now it comes out of, you know, that pipeline into the product side, you know, either uh, lotions, gels, tinctures, gum, ch- gummies, whatever the application may be. And then that gets into the whole area of, you know, well, what is the product? What is the, the base going into any one product? Is it, is it CBD oil? Is it THC free? Uh, what's the concentration? Um, you know, so all of these things are um, further complications that I think are affecting the overall regulatory environment. And so it comes down to the fact that, just like you mentioned there, the right questions are being asked, and the FDA at least, hopefully, they're getting the right information, and they're going to act upon it pretty quickly. So those kind of indicators can be put in so that there's proper labeling on each product. And then also, I mean, the other thing I just thought that was really interesting is the fact that we need more studies. We need to have this. I mean, how, you know, how do you defend what the stigmas out there, what the mainstream media, what other people are saying that are just not well read on this industry? Because obviously there's just not enough press out there about it. But you know what? If the the chains were loosened on, on trials and studies, Boy, that would just change everything in this business and truly legitimize the whole industry. Because I know when those studies and that money comes in for research, they're going to find some real things going on. And you know what? I bet you big farmers are afraid to find out what these studies uncover. Well, yeah, I think you're going to a very important point here. And, uh, you know, I think one of your earlier comments from the the hearing, um, the lack of clinical research due to the lack of uh, hemp and and CBD itself uh, because it's been regulated. So you know you can't conduct a clinical study if you can't don't have access to the to the product. So I think now that uh, the farming has been approved, um, I think we're going to see an explosion. We're already seeing that you know states across the country are following plans to allow hemp farming, and so that's going to you know dramatically increase the availability of CBD. Um, for, you know, for research projects. Um, and I agree, I think we're going to see some really exciting results coming out. I mean, there's a, what, 3,000-year history of therapeutic benefit from this. What we need, though, is, is you know, sound research to validate that and then to bring products to market. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. There's, there's also then the, the flip side of it is, you know, um, a natural uh, health remedy versus, um, you know, a, a manufactured remedy, a pharmaceutical remedy. So, you know, those are all issues that are yet to be worked out, and uh, it will be interesting to see how things evolve. Exactly. And I hope it does. I mean, this, I mean the point's being made across, and honestly, I, I would love to get some more people that are researching on this. To, it's really, what I hope to do here on Blunt Business, I want to try to get those that did get to attend this FDA meeting 
and really try to find out what's being said and what really what came through it. Hopefully get somebody that can give me a full rundown of what was said and how the FDA responded to all these great questions and all these great points that were being pointed across. Now, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I was monitoring some of the uh, feed coming out of there and, um, you know, listened to a number of physicians that had described, you know, their own kind of self-managed studies with their own patient populations. And, uh, you know, the feedback is just so positive and, and uh, so enthusiastic. So coming out of the medical community to see the support for this, um, is, is just great. And, and so the, the hearing from what I've seen has been very positive, um, and hopefully that will uh, positively influence the FDA to move quickly on this um, and intelligently. I want to just going to make mention, a regulatory attorney, ATTY, has actually been tweeting out quite a bit here on, on Twitter. One of the things I also mentioned is that in Michigan, there's a, a company called Pure Green actually putting out clinical data to support cannabis's efficacy and strong safety data so there is out there but the more overwhelming evidence will rule the day and will only support you know the the claims that are being made by the industry and will validate and endorse the products all this here so that the doors can get open one of the doors that needs to get open now is the financial sector which we talked about the safe banking acts ad nauseum in this program too i feel like i've said it every week on this show <laughs> now in the an article in the cannabis business times back in march you spoke about how canovio dealt with the termination of a merchant services account so the end all be all solution i would think would be the safe banking act that would open up the playing field for financial institutions interested in working with cannabis clients that are obeying state law as well as with ancillary businesses that are otherwise vulnerable to money laundering, prosecution, and other financial crimes. Recently, the attorneys general of 38 states and territories sent a letter to congressional leaders. Hopefully, the next bill might get passed someday. What are the chances do you think the industry is going to see this become reality? How soon do you think we can get this implemented, if it does? Well, I mean, certainly a huge area. I mean, it just underscores how unprepared, you know, (laughs) industry overall was for that. Understatement. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, in financial services, uh, we were just looking for a basic uh, director and officer insurance policy. We were turned down by 19 different companies uh, just because we're in the CBD space. So it's, it's just a crazy environment. And on the banking side, um, I'm starting to see some some cracks there. Um, you know, just from the time that we were uh, terminated, um, you know, what was it a month, six weeks ago? Uh, that was a uh, I guess Stripe account. Um, but just since that time, uh, we've already now been working with uh, a bank and a payment processor that is specifically focusing in the CBD space. So I think you know they're starting to see that. You know, this is an opportunity that is not going anywhere. And yes, you may have to put additional uh, steps in place to screen your clients, but that doesn't mean you don't want to do business with them. So, uh, so I'm somewhat encouraged, um, you know, seeing even just over the last two weeks uh, uh, what's happened um, both in banking and uh, payment processing. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's, a lot of that really has some creative ways on pay- payment processing. I actually just had on a guest uh, I spoke to recently about how they're doing payment processing. While, you know, whatever transactions are being done through cash, you know, 
everything's done in U.S. currency, but on the back end, they're using Bitcoin and blockchain to kind of work their processing around within the in the backside. But that doesn't have to ever be exposed to the clients or to those that are using the platform. It's, it's really something else. Plus, the banks you have to go, some credit users are helping out with, and then they're getting cracked down on it. And some other banks are trying to be a little bit more taking the risk, and, and they'll take it because they know what kind of money's in it. It's a lot of things. Mm -hmm, right, right. So anyway, we'll leave it at there. I want to come back and talk about Canovia and talk about the Founders Series. We'll tell you all about that coming up after this quick break here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions with Brian Baum, the CEO of Canovia here on Blunt Business. Canovia is launching their first product line called the Founder Series. And you can find it now for sale at Canovia, C-A-N-N-O-V-I-A.com. The Founder Series will feature four of Canovia's therapeutic products, including CBD in the form of tinctures, Beverage powder, muscle gel, and lotion. Uh, unpack what, what what the products are. What what, was it, what is it that uh, created the Founder Series? And give me a little more information about these products. Sure. Well, you know the the group of us that founded uh, Kenobi are just very passionate about the potential. Um, and you know, almost going back to my healthcare days, and we have a physician involved with us as well. Many of us are very. Um, committed to and enthusiastic in the ability to actually help people. And so that's, that's a motivation for all of us. And so while it takes some time to put together the full production lines, they'll be coming out this fall, we wanted to move on just introducing some of our products in limited availability to our customers. 
So the um, you know the core products that we've introduced that you described um, include different uh, means of delivery of CBD. So everything from uh, a beverage powder that you know just mix with a, a hot uh, beverage, coffee, tea. Yes, yeah, just don't uh, agave, which is that's an interesting flavor. Yeah, yep. Actually, you know, when you mix it, it has virtually no taste at all, and that is an isolate, so that's THC free. So some people may enjoy um, ingesting CBD in that manner. Others may enjoy the the tincture. And there we have two versions, uh, peppermint-flavored full-spectrum and uh, uh, peppermint-flavored THC-free tincture. Yeah, I like the idea Um, of peppermint because that's really a good, strong flavor that'll just really take away the feeling of how you are just tasting a drop of oil when you're trying to go and get that CBD absorbability. Well, exactly. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, we look at as well is, you know, with this all being new to consumers, the idea of squirting oil under your tongue, that's a bit foreign for most people. Um, So we want to make it as easy as possible and as consumer friendly as possible. So sort of choose the way you'd like to ingest CBD, whether it's a drop, whether it's a powder. Um, in our in our full product line, we'll be introducing soft gels as well. So yet another alternative for how you uh, how you take CBD. Yeah, and I also love the packaging, love the way it's put together. Um, I know family members are probably would take advantage of the muscle gel and the lotion that you have. I can imagine that would be very effective as well. So again, Canovia.com, look for Founder Series at the top of the page, and also a lot of other things to look at. I took a couple of things off the blog that I thought were very interesting and. Great place to be, C-A-N-N-O-V-I-A.com. Make sure to go through that. And, uh, again, if other people are looking at the website, uh, what other things should they be looking at besides the Founder Series, and how can they also keep up with what you're doing at Canovia? The brand-new company, obviously a lot of things are going to be coming up in the future for you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have uh, a number of product launches. will be coming out in waves. So the first full release will be the Canovia Therapy line, and we expect that to be fully in the market in uh, late September. And then immediately following that up will be the uh, Daisy Hemp skincare line, uh, which will be toward the end of October, November. And then the third line, which we haven't really addressed yet, is um, an interesting line. It's called Mind Gum, M-Y-N-D. And you know, this, is, this is interesting because it's yet another delivery mechanism for CBD. Uh, in this case, you know, chewing gum, which of course is very widely accepted, understood. Um, it's a simple, convenient means of, of consuming it. What we do in that situation is we actually blend uh, CBD with various terpenes uh, that are uh, part of the cannabinoid and that produce, based on the terpene mix, produce different effects. So. Uh, we have four different um, flavors, if you will, uh, energy, uh, calming, relax, uh, recovery, uh, and focus. So, you know, it's, it's another way, it's a whole different um, kind of way of positioning the product and, and CBD into, uh, into the market. So we're pretty excited about that um, and look forward to bringing it in the market toward the end of the year. That's fantastic. Well, I, I can't wait to see how everything turns out and see more people getting the chance to go ahead and get their hands on, on those products. I 
would love to get my hands on some of those myself. Uh, looks really interesting. So, uh, Brian, again, thank you so much for joining us here on, on Blunt Business. And I appreciate you working with me on the fly on some of these questions that I had because there's so much going on right now. Obviously, we're going to wait and see if legislators will start responding to all the, the valid and poignant claims that are being made and some of the things that really need to be done in order for this business. I mean, that's the funny part. It's like the industry is being accountable of themselves. They're actually, you know, they're doing a great service to show effort and to also show presence. They want to be able to say, okay, listen, we want to do right by our, our consumers. We want to do right by what you're looking to do in regulation. Help us here. Get some stuff done. I know government runs slow, but let's move. Let's get the ball rolling here. Yeah, that's that's a great point, and I think that is a very positive of the industry. Is that you know how many times do you hear industry coming forward saying we want regulation, but yeah. you know it's 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 just vitally important in this space. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So we're going to leave it there. Again, thank you so much for making time to join us, and I hope we're going to catch you at a show down the line, or hopefully have a chance to bring you on back and hear the progress of Canovia. Sure, glad to join you anytime. Fantastic. So. We'll leave it there, folks. Thanks again for being part here on Blunt Business. Again, don't forget, it's, uh, Blunt Business is presented by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Go ahead and join us, Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. Meet yours truly. Meet the folks at Cannabis Radio. And, of course, check out some great speakers, some great keynote addresses, a really jam-packed, bustling expo hall floor, and so much more. We hope you'll join us this August 3rd and 4th, this summer in Miami, Florida. Come on, it's a great flight to make down here. You know, there's a lot of flights coming in and out. Hotel Block is also available. Great discount in the Hyatt Regency Hotel in downtown Miami, which is hosting our event. So make sure to go to usccexpo.com, get all the information, get your hotel uh, reservations, get your get your flight ready, and join us for the 2019 USCC Expo Miami, usccexpo.com to learn more. Thanks for joining us. You can download past episodes. Go to CannabisRadio.com and learn more. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. By the way, I see more people putting rating of the show. Thank you so much for that. Please do add a reviewer, too. We would love to go and get that from you as well. Get your commentary. And if you have any comments, questions, guests you think you want to have on the show or any subjects we should talk about, because if I talk about California or the FDA or Banking Act too much or the hemp bill, then what else should we be talking about here on the show? I'd love to hear from you. Email Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. Again, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. Remember, you can also listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.